I would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which I create this compliance episode today. I would also like to pay my respects to the elders, past, present and emerging. I would also like to pay respect to the people that have passed down, deepened, enriched the compliance knowledge and wisdom I'm privileged to embody today and share throughout my work as a conscious career coach. Dearest you, I think I will start this episode with a happy Friday. Whether you're just starting the day or whether your day has just finished just like me, happy Friday. You've made it. It's another week. Well, I hope you've had a a very beautiful, productive, um, happy week, despite the sad and the terrible news we've all heard and witnessed. Didn't really witness firsthand, but um, we've all watched the news of whatever happened in Turkey and Syria, unfortunately. Our hearts and prayers are with the people, the victims and their families. But we're thankful to wake up every morning healthy, alive, safe, got nothing else to worry about except from you know our thoughts (laughs) that are usually very negative um and our work deadlines and the stress of the day-to-day realities but in the grand scheme of things we're all grateful and i do hope um this weekend is going to be a sunny beautiful day um, for us here, and it already smells like spring is at the door. The days are getting a little longer, and the weather is getting warmer, and I'm kind of excited. But at the same time, it's not a good sign. This is not the February I used to know, with snow all the way up to your knees. I better watch out for some dramatic natural disasters, if not this year, probably in the next few years, because whatever this climate change thing is, not nothing good at all. And you can see proof in Turkey and you can see proof in New York this year. What a, what a year. But anyhow, um, I guess that was a bit of an introduction into today. Um, I've had a a couple of cheerful events, more or less one this week, um, as I was going to the office early morning, I was waiting for a tram, was listening to a podcast and then I saw someone that was walking by and well, that was a colleague. She was also listening to a podcast, but she was listening to me. (laughs) It was nice and pretty, um... I don't know, um, pretty interesting. I never imagined I would meet someone down the street who's listening to me. She was like, you know, hey, do you know who am I listening, who am I listening to, to right now? I was like, are you listening to me? She's like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was kind of nice. Uh, although I interrupted the whole session because she had to take off her um, earphones off her ears and she hasn't finished the podcast because we had a conversation, obviously. But um She's a, an active listener and I'm kind of happy to have um, her 
tune in, listen, and look at me as a role model. And another person who's also listened to the podcast, and it was like, you know what? That's a very interesting, cheerful, calm um, podcast. And you get to relax. Then um, you can literally sleep and relax. He felt really refreshed after listening to a podcast. And he was like, I feel much better now. And, well, jokingly, he was like, you should also consider doing some meditation <laughs> podcasts. Perhaps my my voice over here gives you a sense of calm and serenity and peace. And very delighted to hear that feedback from people that are listening to the podcast. And I do hope you feel the same. Um, but I'd love to hear a lot more from other people because it's interesting to see how people, you know, think of listening to one podcast. They may have 10 different feedbacks. But yeah, anyhow, I don't want to make the episode today just all about me. Um, I wanted to actually talk about um, money laundering as always because this is a compliance careerist. And today's topic would be around Canada. So if you remember... A few podcasts back, um, we've talked about the Vancouver model, how the Chinese gangs were smuggling cash into Canada using casinos to kind of inject the illegally obtained money, the dirty money into the casinos, redeem them for um for checks and you know, cashing that the money and then using that to integrate the cleaned money, so to say, into the economy by buying real estate. And in, in most cases, that was luxurious real estate that kind of impacted the whole real estate industry. And so we're still talking about Canada again. And this time, we're going to be talking about a concept called uh, snow washing dirty money in Canada or snow washing period. So in British Columbia, Laundering is known to support transnational organized crime rings, including Mexican and Colombian cartels and Asian and Middle Eastern organized crime syndicates. Criminal networks such as these are linked to illicit drug trafficking, terrorism, and human trafficking. So as a member of NATO, DUN, and as an advocate of the rules-based international order, Canada has international commitments to combat illicit drug trade and human trafficking and support counter-terrorist on terrorism efforts. Well, Canada's failure to prevent money laundering on its own, um, on its own soil, not only affects Canadians, uh, it affects countries across the world that are exposed to these transnational threats and goes against the spirit of international agreements Canada has pledged to uphold. When criminals want to use the proceeds of their crimes, they often use criminal networks or hire individuals or organizations to launder their money in countries where, um, not where, but with weak anti-money laundering regimes. First, um, the launderer moves illicit funds from their place of origin to a legitimate economy, like placing them in a Canadian bank. Second, 
They disguise the money's um, origin by transferring it multiple times to different accounts to see um, to severe the paper trail. Third, the launderer uses um, the formerly illicit money for transactions to make the money seem legitimate. This often takes the form of business transactions using shill corporations, real estate transactions, gambling at casinos, or buying luxury products. Canada's anti-money laundering regime consists of over 13 agencies and departments and various pieces of legislation. Not only is money laundering an illegal activity across the country, but in 2000, in the year of 2000, the government of Canada also created the Proceeds of Armed Crime, Money Laundering and Terrorist Financing Act, establishing the federal legal regulations aimed at preventing money laundering activities and the Financial Transactions and Reports Analysis Centre of Canada, for short, it is FinTrack. It is sort of the equivalent of fencing in the U.S., so that's the body basically that analyzes suspicious um, financial transactions and provides actionable intelligence to law enforcement agencies. So this regime um, seems robust in theory, but in practice, the system still fails to prevent a lot of money laundering within its jurisdiction. Despite Canada's federal and provincial governments giving considerable legislative and financial attention to money laundering, Canada is internationally recognized as, as a money laundering haven. Criminals are known to capitalize on Canada's image as a stable modern liberal democracy to convince their clients to launder the money there. In June 2022, last year, that's about eight months or nine months ago, more or less, the highly anticipated commission of uh, inquiry into money laundering in British Columbia report was publicly released, critiquing Canada's anti-money laundering regime and explaining how money laundering operates in the country. The provincial commission began in 2019 and was led by British Columbia Supreme Court Justice. It produced um, a one a thousand. 808-page report consisting of over a 1,000 pieces of evidence and data from 133 um, hearing days. It found that Canada's anti-money laundering regime is ineffective and in need of revision if the country is to combat the transnational organized crime threats that launder illicit money within its borders. The report even offers 101 recommendations, but most importantly, it advocates for the creation of a national um, corporation beneficial um, property ownership registry, the formation of um, provincially focused anti-money laundering units, and the revision of reporting requirements in Canada's casinos and mortgage and real estate sectors. Well, um, they argued that the creation of a pan-Canadian beneficial ownership registry would unmask the owners of companies in Canada, making it more difficult for criminals to set up shell companies there. 
reflecting the criticism of FinTrack. They also recommended that an independent office within the provincial uh, legislature be created in British Columbia to focus on money laundering and uh, work alongside existing agencies. So these recommendations, as well as updating financial reporting requirements, are an important step towards uh, reducing the prevalence of money laundering in Canada. The government of Canada and the country's provincial governments need to accept um, the report as proof that the country's anti-money laundering regime is not working. In order to honor its international commitments and values and reduce money laundering activities in the country, Canada must follow the recommendations to create a national corporation beneficial ownership registry from province-specific anti-money laundering units and update their financial reporting requirements. Overall, the report told Canadian uh, governments and the world what many already knew. Canada's anti-money laundering regime is falling short of its goals and requires attention. Time and financing to have a chance at eliminating the flourishing criminal industry. And that's basically the whole story behind snow washing, Canada being a country um, basically sold to the world as a clean place where criminals could be bringing their money and just washing it over there and integrate it into the country and, and, and into the economy. Well, thank you for listening and I wish you a beautiful weekend. Thank you for visiting us for this episode of Compliance Careerist. Consider following us if you consider taking on development and professional opportunities to help you succeed consciously. And if you know someone who would benefit of listening to Compliance Careerist, please share it with them.